Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Gains for Girls podcast. Uh, this week we have a special episode. Uh, there will be no guests or anything like that. I just want to come on here and talk about uh, the incident at Penn State University this week in regards to the event that I had scheduled to speak on um, their college campus with a turning point chapter uh, to which ultimately the university canceled. Um, there's a lot of misconception and confusion going around there, um, so we'll get into it, but I would be remiss if I did not start this episode by taking the time to say that I am praying, and, and really we should all be praying, for the victims in the Middle East, especially the girls and the women and the children who are squarely in harm's way because of the violence that has broken out um, and everything that it has led to. I don't care what your politics are, but if you are hesitant to condemn the kidnapping and the rape and the torture, and again, the senseless violence against innocent civilian, civilians, then you are the problem. And really, I think it's perverse and you're a sellout. Um, but anyways, let's get into, into this event. So a few months back, back in March, during Women's History Month, uh, which I will be the first to say, these months and days of visibility and, and all of those stupid things, they're pointless. Um, and I, I think they're more divisive and harmful than good. Uh, but anyways, during Women's History Month, I noticed a common theme. Um, in places where we were supposed to be honoring trailblazing women, uh, we were honoring men. Um, we saw this time and time and time. Again, we had Alba Ruda, who was the International Woman of Courage Award. Uh, we had Mr. Rachel Levine, an openly transgender Biden appointee. Uh, he's the assess Assistant Secretary of health for the US. He was USA's today's woman of the year. Uh, we had Faye Johnston in Hershey's, the Hershey's campaign. Um, he was Hershey's International Women's Day honoree. And of course, ESPN, which should not be surprising to literally anyone considering ESPN is owned by Disney. Uh, we saw ESPN have a whole segment honoring Leah Thomas um, as this brave woman who has overcome adversity um, to achieve triumph and all of this, these different nonsense. Um, here's a clip for a little bit of refresher. In 2022, swimmer Leah Thomas became the first transgender athlete to win an NCAA Division I championship by winning the 500 freestyle. The Texas native competed for three seasons on the men's swim team at the University of Pennsylvania. She began her transition after her sophomore season and after a gap year due to the pandemic that forced the Ivy League to cancel all sports. Thomas made her debut as a member of the women's team in December 2021. Being trans is, is not a choice. I didn't have any other choice because not transitioning was not leading me anywhere. She competed amidst criticism from the swimming community, competitors, and teammates. She said she hopes her persistence serves a larger purpose. People will say, oh, she just transitioned, so she would have an advantage, so she could win. 
I transitioned to be happy. This was especially disheartening for me to hear. Of course, I mean, it's, it's utter lunacy to say that this person was a trailblazer for women's sports, women's swimming. I mean, that's utter lunacy considering how bad he was when swimming against the men. Uh, ranked 462nd the year prior to again now dominating, winning national titles above Olympians, American record holders by body lengths, which is a very large margin in swimming. So if I was a woman working at ESPN or any of the companies or organizations who who adhered to this nonsense, I would walk out. I would leave in the blink of an eye because they're openly mocking women. But anyways, I, I saw this trend continue and continue. Um, this is something that the feminists of the last few decades would have never seen coming, um, or, or maybe they did, considering they seem to be the ones who are pushing for it. Uh, fourth wave feminism, feminism, the most ironic and contradictory wave of them all, where men make the best women. I mean, you literally can't make this up. But after I can continue to see this, I was thinking to myself, how can we get back to honoring real women in places where we are supposed to be honoring women? And after some brainstorming, some different things, I thought to myself, why don't we just take it back to the basics? X, X. Um, I thought of October 10th. Okay, it's the 10th day of the 10th month, which in Roman numerals is XX, uh, which is the female chromosomes. And if you took fifth grade science, then you know this. Um, and so I had all these great ideas, different things I could plan around this day. Um, the first thought, I wanted to, of course, get on a college campus, um, talk to young students about this. Uh, something that we did that was pretty special through the Riley Gaines Center. Um, we sent out four other athletes to speak on college campuses. Paula Scanlon, who was one of Will Thomas, Leah Thomas's teammates at University of Pennsylvania. Um, Caitlin Wheeler, who her young sister was banned from the YMCA for complaining about a male undressing in their locker room. Um, after her swim team's practice. Uh, Selena Soule, who is one of the Connecticut runners involved in litigation, hopefully that will make it to the Supreme Court. Um, and Olivia Krolchek, who is a young girl from University of Cincinnati, who received a zero on her assignment for using the term biological woman, as of course, this word reinforces cis heteronormativity. I mean, I I've never heard of that. <laughs> I've never heard of that word before, cis heteronormativity. Um, so they all went out on college campuses and spoke. One other thing I did this day was I sent out 50 activism kits uh, to 50 different college campuses. Uh, and what these activism kits looked like, we had a big net, a baseball net, and we had a radar gun. And so men and women would throw the baseball into the net. And, and of course, the objective was to see who could throw it faster. Um, on average, you know, men or women. And surprise, on all 50 campuses, men threw it faster than women which is a more interactive way to prove the point that I've been saying for constantly the past year and a half, that when it comes to something that requires sheer strength or athleticism, men are naturally more advantaged, again, on average. Um, so the Turning Point chapter at Penn State had reached out to me way back in August, and we had decided that on October 10th, I would be speaking there. The students on August 27th reached out to the appropriate members to secure the date and a venue on campus. Uh, the venue responded back and said, you know, this is great, but we have to have all of this in place 30 days prior. This was 34 days, business days prior to the event. Um, but in those four days, the university was unwilling to meet with the students, meaning they missed their, the deadline to 
successfully secure the event and the venue and all those different things. And so after that, reached out to a local Hyatt um, close to Penn State's campus where we would just do the event um, at a hotel. The Hyatt came back, they confirmed, we put the deposit down, all of this. Uh, then they found out who the speaker was, me. <laughs> and so the Hyatt came back and ultimately canceled the event. So we went back to the university. Um, this time we were applying under Leadership Institute, which is a non-campus affiliated group, meaning they don't have to adhere to the same policies that the campus affiliated groups do, meaning the 30 days didn't mean anything here. Um, got the room secured, again, put the deposit down, have the confirmation, all of those different things. Once the university again found out who was speaking, they came back and said, sorry, uh, now we have staffing problems and there's competing events and risk management. Uh, we have to cancel. So they canceled. Um, ended up still going to the campus uh, and had a free speech rally just on the hub lawn, which is a public space of land. Um, anyone could attend, uh, which was pretty cool, you know, to, to be a part of that. It was different than what I'm used to. Um, of course, normally I'm used to talking about women's sports and why having men infiltrate into our sports and in our locker rooms, taking our opportunities is harmful to women. But this gave me an opportunity to talk about the freedom of speech and why it's important. Um, so before the speech even started, uh, I got a message from a student at Penn State who sent me a screenshot of an email her teacher had sent to the entire class. And so let me read it to you because I just think it's comical. And I think it's truly indicative of why people are scared, okay? Why there's so much external pressure because I hear all the time, you know, why are people so scared to say the truth to speak common sense, typically from older people who don't necessarily understand the direction that colleges are going in now. Um, this is why. Let me read it to you. It says, um, hello all. There are a number of scheduled and rumored events taking place at Penn State today and over the next few days. Our recognized student organization Turning Point USA at Penn State University is holding a free speech event scheduled for the Hub Lawn at four. The student group confirmed this morning that Riley Gaines is attending. A quick wiki search indicates that Turning Point is a conservative organization that is active on many campuses, and Riley Gaines is a former athlete who is anti-trans. Then the email goes on to say, also on this day, Dignity Day is planned as a university and community-wide celebration of dignity. This seems like a good way to counter the hateful messages espoused by Miss Gaines while not providing more attention and exposure to such, me to such message. The coming out day celebration sponsored by the Center for Sexual and Gender Diversity will also be held tomorrow. I hope to see you all shortly. That is why people are scared. This is a professor, someone who is supposed to be teaching the next generation, calling me anti-trans. And for what? For saying men are men, women are women, and you can't change what you were born as. Saying that's a hateful message. Um, people are scared to show their face. They're scared to even attend these events. That's why the silent majority, that's why we're in the position that we're in. Um, and the loud minority seems to be, we seem to be catering to this group. That right there is exactly why. Um, so that email was sent out um, before the event. Also two arrests were made uh, for disorderly contact or disorderly conduct. We had two protesters, of course, and mask, which I just think is hilarious. Um, all of the masking and different things, I don't even think it's because of COVID anymore. I think it's because these people are ashamed to show their face. 
and truthfully, rightfully so. Uh, I would be ashamed to show my face if I was in college, you know, 20, 21, 22 years old, acting the way that they act. Um, you know, cursing, obscenities, all these different things. But these these two protesters flipping tables, uh, knocking stuff over, pushing reporters, different things. And so um, two arrests were made, which I want to say I'm so grateful for the police and how effective they acted, um, how quickly and immediately they acted, and really just doing their job. Um, that's not the same action that I've seen be taken by police at other universities. And so, so very grateful for them. And I thought they did a phenomenal job. Um, get to the event. We have these trans rights activists, which let me just say, I don't even think they should be called trans rights activists anymore. I think they should be deemed men's rights activists. Um, again, all wearing masks, chanting things such as trans lives matter, um, calling me a fascist, a domestic terrorist. Uh, the most comical, I mean, this is like Keith Olbermann level, uh, saying can't swim over and over and over and over and over again. Can't swim, can't swim, can't swim. Uh, meanwhile, these people chanting this at me have never played a sport in their entire life, uh, have no idea what it takes to be an elite athlete, um, and of course have no idea the things that I had accomplished in my sport. And look, by no means am I saying I'm the best swimmer on the planet, of course not. Uh, but I would challenge any of them, even the men, to a race. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I could predict the outcome, which that might disprove my point that men are inherently uh, more ad advantageous than women. Uh, I, I think I could take, of course, all of those protesters. I don't even know if they can float. Um, besides the point, I uh, was able to deliver a speech um, just using a megaphone. Uh, I was able to drown out the protesters and different things. There were a ton of people there in support. There was elected officials. Uh, there were student athletes who were there, which was really cool for me to see. Um, I even opened it up for questions after I delivered a 20 minute talk or so. Um, the only questions I got were from supporters, which I just think again is ironic. Um, I gave the opportunity to the protesters to ask a question. I would have loved to answer their question, to cleared up any, to have cleared up any confusion or anything surrounding the topic gave them the opportunity. They weren't even willing to ask a question, which shows you, I don't even know if they know what they're protesting. Uh, of course, we found out they were, some of the activists were paid to be there to protest. Um, you have men in dresses and, and women with beards. I mean, it's the most bizarre thing to look out into a sea of people and see. Um, but I guess my question is, what are they so scared of? What are these protesters, these professors? I mean, we saw the video that the, the president of Penn State released. This was, she actually released this video back in September. Um, president Neely Bindapudi. Um, and in this video, she's essentially ex explaining a nap to a kindergartner, talking about, you know, the freedom of speech and why, unfortunately, it's necessary to implement, even for bigots like myself, which which she had said, um, what are they so scared of? The truth, science, common sense, logic, reasoning? Why don't they want you hearing the simple message that men and women are different? Of course, we're created equal, but we're not the same. We complement each other. 
man and woman in a beautiful way, but we are not the same beings. We are very different. It's innate um, down to our bones. We are different and they don't want you hearing that. And that should be eye-opening to so many. And it makes me frustrated. It makes me confused. It makes me, it makes me worried really that we don't have people acknowledging that what's happening here is very Orwellian. Um, it's as if our authority figures and policies and guidelines and, and, and people leading this country are trying to make us say two plus two is five. And we are adhering. We have so many people falling for it. We're denying the essence of humanity, man and woman. And of course, a lot, a lot more than just that in terms of cultural issues plaguing this country. Um, it's a lot bigger than just denying man and woman. We should all be asking ourselves the question of what's next? Uh, where where will we, we be as a country in five to 10 years if we allow this to continue like we have? Um, and truthfully, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know how it can how we can deny a more basic truth, but it's something we should all be asking ourselves. Um, the freedom of speech, it's necessary, it's crucial. Our founding fathers predicted that we would be here in this day and age um, going through what we're going through. And they, of course, created the Constitution to prevent this from happening, to prevent unelected bureaucrats and officials from taking away our freedoms like we're seeing today. But I think the real victims of, of the lack of freedom of speech are the ones being denied it, um, the ones who aren't able to hear the truth. Um, like those students, those people protesting me yesterday, uh, I feel bad for them, truthfully. Um, I pray for them because I, I think the deceived are more dangerous and evil than the deceivers because the deceived they don't know right from wrong. Um, whereas the deceivers, the people who are actively deceiving us, they do and they're choosing to not tell us what is right, to not tell us what is true, not tell us what is fair, not tell us what is just. They're manipulating us, they're lying to us, they're emotionally blackmailing us. And so it's the deceived who are more dangerous and evil than the deceivers, um, all pretty chilling things. And so um, I was glad to get out there and share my message along with the four other speakers um, who were deployed yesterday for Real Women's Day, um, which was pretty incredible. One more awesome thing about um, Real Women's Day, October 10th, XX, was Representative Lisa McLean read into the congressional record um, a bill acknowledging 1010 as Real Women's Day, which I just think displays true leadership. Um, she is a strong woman fighting for um, to really for sanity to prevail fighting for this nation. Um, so that was, was really awesome. Um, there was a lot of traction on social media for this day. And so, uh, you better believe this will continue on real women's day. We will be celebrating October 10th, XX real women's day next year. Um, so very exciting things. Um, I'm going to continue on my speaking tour on college campuses because it is so important to engage people my age. Um, Gen Zers, do you know how often I'm told it's Gen Z who's going to ruin this country? Um, which is frustrating because, I mean, again, I, I do think it's us, the future of this country is up to us, but I think it's the people who came before us who have failed us. Um, so, so really trying to engage people my age, let them see the truth, 
let them see how they're being deceived because I think it's important. And I think the message is being really, really well received um, despite the few protesters who truthfully, they're a lost cause. Um, there are some people who will just never agree with me regardless of what I say. I mean, they're not even willing to listen to what I say as made evident by yesterday, the chanting and different things over my voice. They're not willing to listen. And those people are a lost cause and we have to forget about them in terms of trying to bring them to our side. But there are a lot of people out there who are looking for the truth. Um, speaking at Baylor, um, then UT Dallas this week. Um, so lots of really exciting things. Actually, my, my speech at UT Dallas, I just have to read this too, because again, I, I just think it's comical. As a counter protest to my event, um, they are having a celebrating Leah Thomas event. Um, it's at the Gender Center. They have free pizza and join us to make protesters honoring the Gender Center celebration of Leah Thomas. I can tell you what those pro or what those posters are going to be used for because they'll be marching over to my event afterwards to protest me. But that does not deter me. It does not scare me. It does not make me want to be quiet. Um, truthfully, when they want you silent, it should only encourage you to speak louder, uh, which is the name of this campus tour. Um, speak louder. And I, I hope this can be encouragement to everyone. It is merely name calling. Again, they were chanting at me, can't swim. Um, if you're scared of, of things such as that, that's what we do in fourth grade is call each other names. Um, that's not scary. What should be scarier to all of us than the name calling and the petty personal attacks, which are very real, the risks are very real. What should be scarier to all of us is not standing firm in the truth. Um, thank you for joining this week's episode of Gains for Girls. Uh, like, subscribe, anywhere where you get your podcast, check it out at outkick.com. Again, you can head over to the Riley Gaines Center at therileygainscenter.org. Um, there is a list there of different schools and, and such that I will be speaking at this semester, which will carry over into next semester. Um, I encourage you to go check it out if you're around any of these areas. Um, I would love to see you guys there. Thank you very much, and I will see you next week.